Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi. <laughs> this is Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. And we're together. Yeah, we are. That's Grin. Hi. I'm Sabrina. And we're in this beautiful Airbnb in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. We're obsessed. It's, it's called, called The Farmette. If you have a chance to stay here, if you <laughs> want a retreat in the wilderness, maybe hold some chickens, Definitely potentially some, some other chickens. animals, because Sandra and her wife are... Collecting, or collecting, collecting, collecting. Got to collect them all. Saving, <laughs> saving, saving animals. They're basically turning the farmette into a sanctuary. a sanctuary. So it started with a collection of chickens that were rescued from like this awful ritual where they slaughter what eighty thousand chickens mm-hmm. and end up throwing a lot of their carcasses in the trash yeah. because they don't use them all. Ugh. Ugh. So anyway, there's one rooster. And a bunch of hens, and we snuggled them and cuddled them, and I picked them up. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna pick one up before we leave. You're going to? I have to. Do. Okay. I was wearing a. I was wearing a one of my favorite sweatshirts when, and they were wet. Oh. So I yeah, will. Yeah, little feet were wet. Prepare for oh, it. Sasha delivered some fresh eggs <laughs> for us to eat. Like this is just literally the sweetest Airbnb host. Yeah. The property is amazing. There's a little loop. There's a trail here. that you can go on. There's, There's a hot tub. Bird feeders, deer, greenhouse, barn, fresh air. It's just good times. Good Great times. I was like, how do I stay here for two weeks? Shut out the world. Oh my God, I know. Even the shower. Oh, the, the shower. Like a, it, the like wall looks like this. Yeah. And there's eucalyptus hanging. And it's like kind of dark. And there's like stone cut in and it really does feel like you're underground basically like in this beautiful beautiful cave showering anyway the format was amazing we came here to do podcast death and have a little retreat in between our portland show and our new brunswick show Mm -hmm. so we hid away in the woods it's kind of our our mary shelley retreat Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's right on the border of connecticut and massachusetts too so if anyone is in new york or if they're in Boston or anywhere in between. Yeah. Not too hard to get to. No. Get a car. It get a car. Drive to the farmette. Make the reservation <laughs> first. <laughs> yes. Make a reservation. Um, and also be aware. We looked at some. We drove through 
east or like drove to a small town that's like i don't know 15 minutes 20 minutes away yeah. from here because we were like oh let's look at the antique shops and all these little things a lot of things are closed mondays and Tuesdays. we don't know why but they i think are. that might have technically been was that in connecticut maybe what is it that was, was it? connecticut yeah yeah anyway so but there's oh, yeah. plenty to do right here we hot tubbed we made mocktails we didn't need to leave when I saw deer, I screamed deer. And, and she just about ter- shot herself. terrified me. Yeah. It was scary. It was like dusk and we were working in silence for a while. And then I screamed, deer! And well, at first, no, at first you just screamed. You're like, you pointed and you were like, ah! <laughs> and, and then you said deer. <laughs> Pointing to the large open windows. It's only forest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this would be a great place if Bigfoot were, were running around here. If Here's the thing. Seen. If there was a cryptid, I wouldn't make a peep. I would be dead silent because I'd know, like, don't scare them. Of course. You could get your attention. Mm-hmm. But I'd creep to the window or would I even go to the window? I'm I think sure. you would hit me. You would, you'd like lightly, not, not a, yeah. violently. Yes. Yes. Tap, tap, tap. And then There's I would probably out freak there. out. And then you grab your cell phone and you just like zoom in and start recording from right here. And you're like, don't move. Don't, don't breathe. breathe. Don't breathe. The thing will know we're here. They would know we're breathing. Anyway, the format is great. <laughs> also, we did a AI ghost story. Oh my god! Patreon live. It was so fun. It was so fun. But at the very end, we hadn't closed these curtains, and we got so scared from just. I guess we made ourselves scared. We always do. We gave the prompts. We read the stories. Other people in the crowdcast gave the prompts, and it just turned into this thing where we were like, "Oh my god." Yeah. We can't walk ourselves to the windows to close the so shades. We so everyone with us. Everyone on that crowdcast had to, or on that, pa- everyone on that Patreon live had to babysit us and watch us go from window to window, window. to make sure we were. And of safe course, we were scared. Corinne took the job that was holding the computer to show everyone <laughs> as I closed the curtains. Okay. Yes, but I've also <laughs> closed the curtains every other night that we've been here. So that's, I put in that's the fair. work and then got to the benefit <laughs> of the one scary night not having to do it. <laughs> but it's so fun because you and I don't get to spend, I truly don't think we've spent this much time together mm-hmm. since college. Yeah. And then even in college, we were saying, it's not like we were roommates. Like we didn't know. We weren't like fully living together. So Freshman we year, we kind of did, but but like only because we, we were hung out all the time. Thieves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's been so nice. Obviously, mm-hmm. Corinne and I spent a lot of time together, like just mm-hmm. in terms of work, we work together. We're coworkers. We're coworkers. We're coworkers and best friends. We talk every day. We talk every day, but we haven't physically, like I haven't been able to touch you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Not that I've been I'm touching you a lot. Sizes. But, yeah. I've been only living off of peanut M&M's. We both we have both. our vices here. We like went grocery shopping. We're like, we're going to make these delicious salads. And then there's like, and we just got stuff to make. Let's food. just say the chickens are going to be eating the salad. Chickens. We're donating it to the sanctuary. <laughs> um, because we are very gracious. And you were popcorn and Cheez-Its and I was peanut M&M's. I was also Twizzlers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah at least you had variety. <laughs> I had some fiber from the popcorn. You had fiber. I had protein. I had peanuts. That's in true. Chocolate we also we've been having we our had own some protein shakes. Yeah, yeah. 
Totally. Can't travel without them. Mm-mm. Can't live without them, to be honest. <laughs> what was, you said something about water the other day that was, funny. oh, <laughs> we had a potential sponsor that was water and we have to like say water reached out to us. Mother water, Earth. water, yeah. <laughs> springs from around the earth have reached out to us to help nourish us. Um, and we have to write like why, or if we want to endorse it, why we would want to. And so I wrote, we'd really love to endorse this water. It's almost like I could live off of it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Uh, oh, I thought so too. That's why I read it I to you. I hope water sponsors <laughs> us. <laughs> Two girls, one ghost. Sponsored by water. Sorry. I put way too much of my mouth in this hole and it just like made me really <laughs> too much of my mouth in this hole. And now Can it's that be the name of this episode. <laughs> but it's so much tricky in just saying um Oh a furry show. wiener. I want a furry <laughs> wiener. You're talking about a dachshund. And they but, were like, dachshunds, furry wieners. I was like, oh, I want a furry wiener. And it was just because it was in the chat, so it wasn't like someone said it and then Karen responded. No. And I don't think it was supposed to be a trick. No, Either. you tricked yourself. I think so. <laughs> we don't need other people to trick us. We do, it to <laughs> we do it to ourselves. I didn't think I was a gullible person, but lately I'm questioning that. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? I've just... Let's see. I've had people in my life who will tell me stories as kind of like playful jests. But the way that they say it is very serious. They say it with conviction. And I believe it every time, even if they're like a little bit outlandish. Oh. Well, I think it's because that person has earned your trust and they don't deserve it. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> well, I think it's just because of this podcast. I've just bought into every conspiracy. Yeah. And we've heard such weird stuff that I fully believe that when right. people around me tell me weird stuff, I'm like, Oh hell yeah. We're not understanding that it's a joke. We're like, Oh my gosh, that reminds yeah. me of someone else's experience that they, they had something similar happen. And the person's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was messing with you. Um, speaking of things messing oh. around last night, both of us what? were terrified because we both thought the other person had fallen asleep. <gasps> this was, was so scary. Breathing noise. And I, Sabrina had just come out of the bathroom and got into her bed. I've been sleeping on the futon. And then- I, cause I came out and I really, you, you had already been in bed for a little while. So I thought Corinne mm-hmm. was asleep and I didn't see like phone light or anything. It was really dark in here. Yeah. And then I sent Sabrina a TikTok. Well, she, so okay, she got from my bed. perspective. I was in bed. Corinne was fully asleep. All of a sudden I get a text from Corinne and I truly, my heart sunk <laughs> and I open it and I'm like, Oh my God, is this going to be one of those things where it's like, die like something like really freaky like someone a spirit was texting on your phone and it was a tiktok and then i responded i responded this is really freaky because you sent this to me while you were sleeping yes and then um, from my perspective sabrina comes out of the bathroom gets into bed and within two minutes falls asleep which i'm like that's so unlike her yeah because the breathing's like It's, oh gosh, you're even freaking me out now. And then I hear Corinne and I look up and the breathing's still going. She goes, have you been awake this whole time? I said, yes. And she goes, oh, I thought that breathing was 
you. you. I said, I thought that was you. And then, and then I was like, Corinne, did you just text me? And she wouldn't respond. Because, because I was listening. I, but I, I didn't listening. realize that. So I still was like confused that and didn't know that you had been awake that whole time. Mm. And then we listened for the breathing and we realized it's the water heater or something. Something here. It's the fridge. I think it's the fridge. I think there's like a water line yeah. to the fridge that just was like, like. But it really did sound like breathing. It did. And it's also yeah. because, and we've been here for like a full week and never noticed it or heard it. But I think it's because it was like dead silence. We didn't have the TV on. Like, no, it was just, we did watch a hilarious. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm so grateful that you introduced this to me. I'm I never grateful would have for heard of it. my TikTok addiction because Jury it's Dizzy. been my entire FYP on TikTok. It is hilarious. If you haven't seen it, watch it. I, we've only seen one episode. Yeah. We watch it through Amazon Prime. Yeah. Um, there are a couple commercials, but not bad. No, um, it was like I didn't even notice the promos for other shows, but um, it was so funny. The concept is it's created by like the same producers of The Office. Mm-hmm. Um, the so concept, it's shot very similar. Yeah, James Marsden is in it, but basically everyone is an actor except for one person. Mm-hmm. So it's like a docu series slash reality TV show. So this person, this one person that doesn't know, was basically told. To my understanding of the way they set up the show, basically summoned for jury duty, went so that he wouldn't be in contempt of court and was then selected as a juror and told that, you know, jury duty is oftentimes this, this like thing that no one really understands what it's like to be on a jury. And normally it's very, very private, but they're making a documentary or like a docu-series to see like in the lives of being a juror. And so this is a really special like one-time thing. So that explains why there's cameras all around. Yeah. Because so he, he believes that it's, they so were given permission. Yes. Yes. That everybody on the jury is just like him. Speaking of gullible. Well, the actors are so, what they did was, I think it's genius that they didn't it make is. an actual script. They just made like, here's generally... They have like very character bios and and stories. And then like, here's what should happen today. Here's what your character should go through. Right. And so in the the trial, like the the case itself is pretty big doubt of like what the the trial is about. But it is so funny. Oh, and the guy is so sweet. He's so sweet. They literally created a character. One of the actors was created, I think, with the intention of annoying this man who has no idea that everyone around him is an actor. And instead, he's just so lovely. He's so kind. He's so understanding. He kind of gets a little bit almost like paternal around everyone. Like he's he's (laughs) Mother Goose and he's making sure everyone like still feels good about themselves. Yeah. And and feels seen and they feel comfortable in this like really awkward position that is being a juror in this weird room where things constantly happen and they're not making fun of him which i really really appreciate because it's not like punked or a a joke show where they're you know tricking someone and i think james marston had a big uh, role in that and making sure that it was never at the expense of yeah he's never the joke it's Mm -hmm. everyone else being super outlandish and ridiculous and and the scenarios being ridiculous rather than making fun of him because he's so pure. Mm-hmm. 
that if he's not married, this man is gonna get so many DMs. I'm pretty sure he's single because, well, actually, I have no idea. I think I'm just reading the comments that are on <laughs> the internet where everyone's like, make him the bachelor, put him on Oh, the- 100%. Yeah. Well, let's not corrupt the man. No, but let's let him live his pure, beautiful life. Right. But he's going to find a pure, beautiful wife or husband or person or person. We don't know. We don't know. What we do know is that I have a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> It's good at sunlight, and this is our last day staying here, yes. so that we, I mean, I love it here. We can just drop the ghost story and run. Yeah. <laughs> we did want to stay another day, but well, I want to stay for the rest cabin. of my life. Yes. I'm moving in, Sandra. You and the chickens. Yeah. <laughs> we did have to save a chicken. We did. We actually saved two birds. We did. Oh, and then we were, when we were in Portsmouth, we went to Deadwick's and bought crystals, and one of my crystals broke my black obsidian broke mm-hmm. and then we were we were joking we we're like it's a sign because we saved two birds and, two and, then, birds and we both stone. at the same time we're like one stone two birds and one stone it's kind of like the new harry potter the sorcerer's stone but two birds one stone one black obsidian but black obsidian is also made of glass so if you drop it it will break so and apparently it's one of those crystals that like to, um, break itself and it likes to grow and make grow itself and become bigger more. by breaking itself into it likes to multiply yeah all right all right there is one of the strangest places that you will ever visit oh and it is a place of mystery defying laws of physics and dazzling all visitors and it's in the united states i want to be dazzled be dazzled okay. i want to go Ooh, bejeweled bejeweled you used to bejewel all the time did you yeah i was a bedazzler <laughs> See that. Sabrina, the bedazzler. My mom and I. Um, well, because Feels my like sister. Jersey activity. <laughs> no, my sister figure skated a lot, or was like a really big figure skater. Um, and so, for my sister, for her like costumes, mm-hmm. my mom would like bejewel them for her. That's so sweet. So that she sparkled on the ice. What a, what a great thing I to know. do. That's so sweet. So you would help. Yeah, make it was the costumes. Fun. Yeah, I think I bejeweled some pants. Get one of those machines, like they like clamp. Did you have like a big machine or was it like? Oh, it was a big clamp, machine. Clamp. Oh wow, it was heavy duty. Wow, we're like a workshop. <laughs> Child labor, <laughs> your first job, unpaid bedazzler <laughs> in the sweat factory of your basement. <laughs> oh, let's be bedazzled by ghost stories and mystery instead yeah. of the sadness of the world. Because there's a lot of it. So this is a place where people will shrink. It's a place where people will grow many, many inches. It's a place that attracts visitors from all galaxies and planes. Is this like Alice in Wonderland? Basically, yeah. And Honey, We Shrunk the Kids? It's totally that. This is Montana's Vortex. Okay. And House of Mystery. Montana. Montana. Wait, House Montana. of Mystery? Yes. Oh. I'll tell you all about it. Okay. House of Mystery is actually only one of the structures on the property. There's many. So this was recommended by our listener, Alyssa, and also Ruby Sue on oh, Patreon. This you. is for you too, because you said you should do something in Montana. So now we get a little double whammy. You're welcome. <laughs> You're, this is for you. This is for you. <laughs> on the outskirts of Columbia Falls, you'll find an attraction just steps away from Route 2. It's the perfect pit stop on your haunted road trip, or 
your visit to Glacier National Park because it's only 13 miles away. Oh. So for all the people going to the national park, okay. I feel like this is a this is a detour you should take. Absolutely. So when you get there, okay, you will drive up and you'll park, you'll pay your entry. <laughs> Don't skip that. And then you'll come upon a wooden shack. Mm-hmm. And on the side is nailed to the front a warning that visitors may experience dizziness and disorientation upon entering the house. They need to enter at your own risk. That is so cool. Yes. I love that because they're fully embracing it. Fully. Fully. Yes. I and mean, also protecting themselves. now. Okay. As well. So as you approach the entrance, the ground beneath you will begin to pull you. You'll feel like this weight. It's almost like, it sounds like it's an energy thing. Oh. Like your feet remain on the ground, but you feel almost like your astral body or like your shoulders, like everything is being like, blue. like gravity is heavier here. Oh. And then there is a flat concrete, like level path right in front of that house of mystery, this mm-hmm. shack. And when you stand on this platform, you'll suddenly feel like you're crooked, everyone else is crooked, that people are taller, people are shorter, but you're both just standing there like on the platform. Fun house. It totally is like a fun house. 1000%. That's what I was thinking when I was reading about this. Okay. I want to like close my eyes and just picture it. Mm-hmm. And then the house is completely crooked behind you too. So it's all like the whole thing is disorienting because you're like, everything around you is crooked and slanted and you're being pulled in different directions in a way that even if you were walking up the hill, you know, like you're obviously walking at a slant, your ankles and your your feet are bent at a certain degree to get you up the hill, but your your body remains straight. If you look at a picture of it, does it look crooked? Or from a picture perspective, it looks like a normal house? No, it looks crooked. Oh. It's so it like the whole thing, I think, is just Do you have pictures? A dizzying, I do have some okay. pictures. Oh wait. I think the whole thing is just a dizzying experience for people because but also fun. Yes. Yeah, totally okay. fun. So what you're experiencing is a gravitational anomaly that defies the rules of gravity and likely has been here for a very long time. The Blackfeet tribe has recognized this vortex for centuries and centuries, and they considered it to be sacred. So this whole ground is considered to be sacred. Yeah. And they would leave offerings of sweetgrass and tobacco, and they would go to this land and go to this area uh, basically for healing and spiritual purposes. Right. I mean, if you wanted to make contact with, like, I feel like similar to um, Sedona, which is known for a lot of vortexes, it's a very spiritual place because you can connect to whatever spiritual beings that you believe in, in a way that you can't, I mean, you can in other places, Mm -hmm. but I feel like it intensifies or makes it more accessible. Right. And it is interesting how many places there are, not that they're like plentiful by any means, but there are places that we've discovered that yeah. do have this sort of strange energy vortex anomaly type thing going on. And I do love that this one sounds like very nice, blissful. Yes. Yes. There's, There's no something terrifying energy. happening. It's yeah. just a fun place to go. Okay. So then in 1905, a man named Joseph Lyman built a cabin on the property and he noticed that something strange was going on. <laughs> So he was like, okay, my compass is not working anywhere. I feel really disoriented when I'm walking through certain areas of my land. 
And so over the years, the property has changed hands several times and everyone has experienced the same thing. I want to buy it. I know, right? Should we just start like collecting all of the haunted, <laughs> haunted and homes. strange places? Oh my gosh. Is that going to be us? We're, yeah. We're going to have a reality TV show. But, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> different business. Ideas. We'll okay. find one in the well, middle. Both. Or we could do both. 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 We have all the time. In the I'm world. into this. <laughs> in the 1950s, a man named Bill Taylor purchased the property. And then he basically purchased it to study this phenomenon oh. that was going on here. And still no one seems to have answers as to what's going on. Mm. So scientists, it's it's attracted a lot of scientists, a lot of people that are like, it's a hoax. Like, you know, just different things that are happening that there are theories, but we don't actually know yeah. specifically what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then in 1970, the House of Mystery was basically built to allow people to experience this phenomenon better. Okay. So there wasn't this structure prior okay but the land still had the like weird energy and whatnot and so on one of these like the heart of this anomaly Mm -hmm. they built the shack as a tourist attraction and since then more vortexes have been discovered on the property that's so fascinating because i would have thought that it's just generally one big vortex Mm -hmm. but so that means that between each vortex there's spaces of Normalcy? I guess so. And I don't think this property is super huge either. I think, you know, you'll enter this like bubble of disorientation and then you'll leave it and then you'll walk another 50 feet and then suddenly you're back in this strange It kind of makes me think that each vortex leads to somewhere different. I think you're onto something. That's my theory too. They're like doors. Yes. Yes. There are three vortexes here and entering into any of them leave people disoriented, motion sick, and a lot of people experience different things in different vortexes. Okay. So one of these vortexes is accessible just beyond a golden door, which stands alone in the middle of the woods. So very Alice in Wonderland. Oh my God. Right? You just walk on this path and then there's a big golden door and you open it and you walk through it. And when you enter the door, you enter one of the vortexes and you feel how it affects you how your mind and your body feel. You interact with the space around you. And here is a photo of the door. It's very cool. I want to live in that door, right? It reminds me of Beetlejuice. Oh, interesting. You know, when they walk out the door and then they're kind of just floating and then they have to Mm -hmm. go back in. Yes. So the house of mystery, which I mentioned before, that's the building, the shack that was built, Mm -hmm. is a wooden house where inside the height and the tilt of the house creates an illusion of walking sideways. So you'll grow really tall, as tall as the ceiling you'll look, or you'll shrink so much that you're a miniature human. And it's really fun for people, especially families to go to, where, you know, the kids are suddenly taller than the parents Mm -hmm. and the parents are like these tiny little doll-sized things only like two feet away from their children. But it's also much more than this. People feel like the gravity's a lot stronger in here. Like there's a heavy weight pulling them down, like 20 pounds of weight, basically pulling them down, which is not normal. No, because even if you're let, like, let's say you're sitting in a chair, you have a camp chair out and you're sitting on a hill and you're tilted back a little bit. You're going to feel kind of like you might fall backwards, yeah. but you don't feel like there's a 20 pound like resistance, like pulling you backwards. Yeah, that's interesting. And that's what happens here. There is a chair, I think, inside because people do say when they sit on it, it does not 
feel normal at all. Huh. I'm just thinking, I mean, this is not necessarily tied to this at all, but I was talking to Joe. So when you first start with Joe, this is at next level healing, Mm -hmm. um, my postural therapy, holistic postural therapy. He does like a analysis of your body and does photos and, you know, you're supposed to have your, your center of gravity, gravity going straight up and down. But a lot of people with their postures, their head lean forward or back mm-hmm. or their shoulders are slumped, right all of those things. My head leans forward. And so because of that, my head is actually so much heavier than it would be if I was just straight up. Mm-hmm. And he did an example of like, let's say you're holding a stick with a big weight on the top. If you're holding it up and down, it's much easier. But the second it starts to like tilt forward, it's so much harder uh-huh. because gravity's starting to pull it down. Yeah. I don't think that they're related, but it just made me think of it. Yeah. No, but it is interesting. Just like different angles and like putting people into different positions might make them feel their body in a different way. Yeah. And maybe that is what's contributing to it here too. Maybe. Just outside of the House of Mystery is a platform where you can step onto the cement block that I mentioned before uh, and guides. So you can basically do a self-guided tour or you can do a tour with a guide. If you do a tour with a guide, they usually have a marble that they will place on the slab to prove to you that it is completely flat. There's no tilt to it at all. And yet, oh, for some yeah. reason, when people go on either side of the platform, so like let's say you step on the left side of the platform, like facing the, the house, and someone else is on the right side of the platform, you will appear six inches taller than you are. And then if you switch positions, that person who switched is now six inches taller. But this slab is not big. Like this is like the size of a, like a, when you walk up to someone's front door, like the slab of cement or whatever that's right in in front, like the couple steps up to someone's house. Like it is not huge. It's the size of a bath mat, basically. And yet you- That's so wild. Just taking two steps- Makes such a difference. In one direction. You're suddenly- completely distorted. It's so interesting because it's not only just a vortex of energy, it's completely defying. I mean, I know you said this, but every rule of physics that we understand. Right. And like, how how is that? How does that even, how is that a trick of the eye? It's not. Like it's two feet away and there's nothing about just standing on a slab in the woods that like how does that trick your eye there's not other patterns behind you or anything like that to yeah and scientists have not been able to figure it out i guess not there's it's supposedly but see if scientists don't know that's how we know that's how we know something's happening something is happening there's a place on the property called the hexagon that was discovered in 2005 and it's not far from the main house okay Walking down the path in the woods, you'll come across a group of fir trees that have basically like swirled together and created what is said to be a hexagon of small energy nodes. Oh, kind of like um, Stonehenge. Oh, 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 yeah. I didn't make that connection because isn't that so? It seems to like be that. somewhat vortexy. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's one of the things that people are when they talk about ley lines. That's one of the ones like smack dab in the center. Yeah. Oh, that's freaking me out now. (laughs) So the trees are all twisted and they've sort of grown into this half circle shape. And the theory is that, or one of the theories 
is that the trees were attempting to contain the chaos of this energy by creating, like wrapping themselves around it to contain it, to trap the energy. Which maybe isn't containing it, but like intensifying it in that one spot. Swirling up. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. But it is interesting. It makes now it's making me think of all the other because because circles and spirals are such like natural shapes, you know, they do appear in history, in history, in nature, in these like very complex shapes. And so it's interesting, like Stonehenge and just places like that where humans are mimicking maybe what they see nature do Hmm. when encountering a certain thing. We're like, oh, we just got to slap a circle around it. Hmm. I don't mean like salt circles to, you know, just Mm -hmm. keeping something within. Right. And like every culture, there's different, different understandings of what they mean. But in the end, we're all just creating circles all over the place. (laughs) Little circle people. Circle people. Okay, so when you walk into the hexagon, so this place of, of the trees and, and the energy nodes, you'll know because, well, one, there's stones marked where they think each mm-hmm. node is. But then also when you walk around, so if you go from stone to stone, you'll shrink, you'll grow, it'll feel like a fun house. So again, the distortion of people's yeah. sizes and where they are in the like plane, which almost makes me think like, are you closer to like flipping into another place? That's interesting. My question, do you know if what nature is like? Like, are there birds? Are there animals in this area? There was no information. Well, okay. there's, there's nature, there's yeah. animals, but I have no idea if there's like a lack of bird noises during a certain yeah, hour. That's what I was wondering. Like that. Have people gone missing here? Not that I know. Okay. Uh, okay. That's good. Because I'm just imagining people flipping into other timelines yeah. or galaxies or universes and then never coming back but but also let's think about missing 411 and how so many wooded areas and like national parks especially have people that go missing and given that this is only 13 miles away i do wonder how many people might go missing from the glacier national park mm-hmm. that could maybe be attributed to this area too or yeah. another vortex that we just don't even know of that exists somewhere a little bit closer because yeah. if there's three here on this one piece of property that someone owns. There's got to be so many all over the world. Yeah. How many more are yeah. there? Even in this area, I'm sure there's, you know, like maybe the concentration of the three is right here, but on the outskirts, I'm sure there's a few more that are just kind of hanging around. Also, how many are in the ocean? I know like Bermuda Triangle Ugh. is kind of that idea, right? But <sighs> I hate the ocean is so massive. Mm-hmm. And maybe there are some that don't hit the surface, but are underneath. It is so scary to think about that. I love the ocean. We were talking about this the other day where I'm the type of person who wants to explore the ocean and you want a space. There was something about, I don't even know how we got on this topic, but it was like a submarine deep in the ocean or whatever. And you were like, oh, I would love to do that. And I was like, why do you keep wanting to put yourself in space in the bottom of the ocean, like in all the places that if one thing goes wrong, you die? You know what it is? I think I've never belonged on Earth. <laughs> I'm not a land creature. You're not a land creature. No, no that's clear. <laughs> and I'm a full-on survivalist. So <laughs> you go, I stay. You live off the land. I live yeah. in space. Mm-hmm. I'm an ethereal creature. <laughs> it scares me so much. <laughs> like space, I almost am less scared of than being in the ocean because mm. 
we know more about space. And space, I'm also like, I guess a little bit more prepared to die if I go into space. But in the ocean, I don't know. I don't like the pressure. I don't like the darkness. I don't like the creature. In space, there are fewer, there's, the concentration of creatures seems fewer. You know, there's more room yeah, but at to least navigate the around. Them. Ocean, if you die, there's other people who have died down there. There's other corpses. My question is, what is decomposition like in space? Because isn't it hmm. like one, if you, you die really quickly, if you get exposed to whatever the chemicals are in space, because you can't breathe. And then you just continuously move. There's no, you right. don't stop moving. And the temperature is so cold that are you kept in a preserved state? Preserved state. Perhaps we need to fund the body farm. <laughs> just see how bodies decompose in space. Because that's really going to help solve crimes. It's just human curiosity. Yeah. I will donate my body to that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll make sure that happens. Thank you. Am I dying before you then? Yeah. I'm going to launch you into... Probably if you're trying to go into the bottom of the ocean. I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) In 2007, a researcher noticed that there's this one particular area of the woods. This person saw this one invisible blanket of light and energy is now visible. So basically people can see their auras here. That's so fascinating. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking, I'm pretty sure I can see people's auras. Really? I've seen it multiple times and I feel like if I practice it, I will be able to do it. Yeah, you should try. It's also interesting because I've probably seen someone's aura like three or four times, like throughout my life, like not yeah. many times. And it's always made me wonder if it was like, I'm not, I don't think it's me. I think there was something with that person mm-hmm. that like, there was just a moment where they just glowed so Invited. brightly. Yeah. Something was going on with them that they, it just like couldn't be contained like it normally yeah. is. But I don't so, think it's ever contained. Like, I think we all have this light around us. Mm-hmm. If I, this is the thing though, it's really only happened if I'm staring at someone for a long time and we're not talking. So that's really creepy. Well, that's the thing. It's like you kind of defocus your, yeah, you just have like eyes a little bit, focus on the energy around. Yeah. Yeah. Follow me for this journey. (laughs) It's the spiritual awakening podcast now. (laughs) So there's something about this particular spot that allows this electromagnetic field around you well electromagnetic field around you to kind of like dance around and appear to others and so if you go on a guided tour they'll teach you some of the tricks to see your aura Mm -hmm. so i believe one of the things they do is say you know you should stare at your hand and in between your fingers until you have no fingers anymore it's just kind of like fuzziness and then you'll be able to see the color and how big it is and then they'll also teach you, and I'm sure people can just do this on your their own too, but to put your hand up and kind of like reach and feel where there's a little bit of resistance on someone else's aura or like on your own and kind of push and play with... Push and play. Your, push and play with the aura, which I did with my friend Meg in high school. We did a full-on like aura meditation. We do a push and play right now. And well, I like could not feel hers. I was not talented enough, but she felt mine. We should do a live on Patreon where we try, try to push and play. Everyone grab a partner. It's I don't know why I really love evening. to say push and play. Push and play. <laughs> it also sounds like weirdly sexual. Oh. 
The more I say it, the dirtier it gets. It's in your mind. Also, um, if you use chat GPT, it will not write you Bigfoot smut like I asked it to do for any last night. Sex stories. (laughs) No. Erin is very upset about it. I know. I was like, come on. Like, I want to just envision a date with Bigfoot. Why is that so problematic? (laughs) No, I wasn't even asking. But you could probably ask for a date. I was like, I want romance. And it was like, no. No, you wanted you wanted sexy steamy. I did say, give me a sexy story about <laughs> because then you did have a big no. love story. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. We did have one. Yeah, it was. Well, I asked for a enemies to lovers arc, and, and it, it, it and it delivered. delivered. <laughs> it delivered. Okay. Also on the property is an area called the Healing Labyrinth, oh. and in the dead center is the focal point of the largest vortex on the property. So I'm assuming probably. Vortex number one. <laughs> I don't know. Unless they discovered an even larger one as one oh. of the three. But I think it's important to note here that despite this all being kind of like silly and amazing to, to walk around these like crooked buildings and feel your energies and kind of be disoriented. It's a really great place to also go to heal. You know, like we mm. can go in and be like, this is silly or this is a little scary or I'm confused. But if we fall back on what the Blackfeet experienced like it is a place of healing and magic and this energy is beneficial in so many ways and so i'm glad that they have a dedicated space on the property Mm -hmm. the healing labyrinth for Mm -hmm. people to walk around and to feel themselves and and put out their intentions and feel better and heal yeah center themselves yes yeah and also what a great place to manifest dude that's what i was thinking uh, i was like i want to walk around the, the labyrinth and manifest and see kind of what powers unlock within i might need me. to fly back to montana before flying back to before LA. la no you're not allowed to go without me oh yeah okay fine <laughs> but i need to I need my energy so do i <laughs> we'll do it together you got mad at me two episodes ago for doing a ancestral class online without that's you, true so you cannot physically fly to but you're still doing the class without me you're also doing your postural therapy. You which can't is do even... that with me. Well, you can't do the class with me. <laughs> <laughs> or in a fight. But it's Day her, I'm turning away from you. together. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> okay. So this place sounds really cool. Super amazing. Right. Yeah. Weird, fun, wacky little stuff on your road. Just trip. like us. Um, some people think. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm a bit neck lady. <laughs> I slept funky. You gotta go get your ice pack. I know. And it, it in my neck. turning away from you, aggra- aggravated it. See what happens when you mean to me. You were mean <laughs> to me first. <laughs> I feel like you're my sister. <laughs> I was just about to say we're turning into sisters. <laughs> the sisters in the woods. This is us. This is, we are hocus pocus now. We're like becoming the and then we go in the woods and hold the chickens. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> that was like way too loud. I hurt my own ears. We'll have. Well, thank you for an editor. I don't know. I didn't speak that Englishly. Thank you for an editor named Christina who edits us. <laughs> okay, so some people think that this is a hoax, and there's been a big argument about this just being like a, basically a funhouse. Like this is mm-hmm. we're tricking people. We're whatever. Who knows what it actually is and whether people are experiencing a gravitational anomaly that can be explained Mm -hmm. or not explained. I don't care. What I do care is that uh, there's some things 
happening around here. And so I'm going to tell you a couple a couple scientific theories first. Okay. And then some paranormal theories. Thank you. So there are several scientific theories that attempt to explain the strange phenomenon. Okay. The most common theory is that there's an area that is affected by this gravitational anomaly. And according to this theory, there's a concentration of mass in the ground beneath the Montana vortex that has somehow created this distortion in the gravitational field. I don't know what that mass is. Right. And wouldn't they be able to figure out where? Yeah, you would think. But basically it was like, kind of like gravity hill sort of vibes, you know, where the cars are going i forget what it is it's like your car even if kind of moves completely up. yeah you like go, drive uphill even though there's you're not moving or something yeah. like you know you put your car into neutral so they think something like that is mm-hmm. happening where people appear to grow and shrink and it's the same sort of thing as like rolling up the hill versus down the hill another theory is that the montana vortex is affected by a magnetic anomaly and it's believed that there's a really strong magnetic field in the ground beneath the property it can affect the behavior of the objects and the people in the area. And this could explain why compasses don't work in certain areas of the property. Okay. And so I don't know enough about magnets, but I do wonder if there's something where like it affects your vision, like if it affects the, oh. the way atoms and molecules group together. Hmm. And so, or like at least the space between us, like how we see, like the yeah. open air is distorted. So the person isn't, but... Well, even if the magnetic field is distorted in some way, what causes that? Right? Aliens. <laughs> yep. But the fact of the matter, vortexes aside, mm-hmm. is that this portal is a hot spot for something. This vortex is more than a gravitational anomaly. What is it for? Things are lurking what things? in the woods. Bigfoot. <gasps> and aliens? And aliens. Yes! Woo! It's a combo. Okay, fine. I can't go without you. Thank you. I feel like I just showed my feet. For free? Christina, can you put like a ghost over my foot so no one sees it? Or put put a box that blurs that? it. Yeah, your stomach is going wild. Put a block, a block, a box that blurs it out. And I don't want to be on wiki feet. Pay $15 <laughs> to have this to get box the box Yeah. <laughs> censored material censored danger area 51 okay bigfoot has been seen here and there's photo evidence of it but i couldn't see any photos i googled couldn't find anything so they're hidden somewhere maybe someone just has them on their personal personal computers can i just say something really quick mm-hmm. area 51 is a foot five toes one foot <laughs> And all that area that you want to get up in. <laughs> all up in them toes. You can make any toe crevasses. Mm. Anything work. <laughs> like I do love. It's one stone. It was like such a stretch. I do love. No, that was not a stretch. <laughs> I do love my, one of my favorite phrases now is like, I'm going to take the two ten, two feet, 10 toes. I'm going to walk. Oh, I've never heard that. that fun? I like that. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to start saying that too. I'm going to take the two ten. <laughs> I'll see you there. Also, I feel like that's such a California thing. Yeah. There's because the four or five. The thing the, of the those, interstate. The ten. Took me a while to shake that when I moved back to Boston. I know, it's weird. Okay, so Bigfoot has been seen. There's photo evidence. I haven't seen the photos. So if you have access to the photos, please privately DM me. I wonder if there were any at the cryptozoology museum. Probably. There were 
so much yeah. equipment here. I was trying to take pictures all over the place and there's just, there's so, so much. much, there's so much, it's so easy to miss things. Like yeah. you have to go 20 times. Yeah. So people have reported seeing a Bigfoot four times that have been recorded okay. in recent history and a paranormal researcher on staff this year when the, the website said this year. So I'm hoping it's this year As and not from like last year because yeah. I think it's a seasonal opening type thing. Okay. But the paranormal researcher on staff this year has been staffed to basically help collect the reports of all of these strange sightings, Bigfoot sightings included. People have seen Bigfoot through the tree line, the shape of Bigfoot and large shadows that are cast behind it. Visitors have come across large footprints of an unidentified bipedal creature, which happens to look a lot like the footprints of Bigfoot casts that we see. Um, And they actually did go and take some of the casts, I believe, of some of the footprints that were found. Like if, if the people were able to bring the owners, I guess, yeah. back to the place, they would try to take molds of it. What a cool job. Yeah. And I believe some of the casts are now on display in the gift shop. Oh. And it's definitely not one Bigfoot. It's multiple Bigfoots because a lot of what has been seen are varying shapes and sizes. Just like not all feet are the same. Right. Not all Bigfoot feet are the same. So it's like very clear that it's the same sort of species, mm-hmm. but some might be younger. Some might be you know, like they have different There's children, threads of toes and yes, yeah. exactly. Different weights and sizes and how much weight is, is put down on their arch and heel, you know, all that. So if there was an OnlyFans for Bigfoot feet, would you subscribe? Who would it if there was proof of Bigfoot's foot just okay. like consistently? But if no, let's just say we lived in a world where Bigfoot was walking amongst us, amongst us, amongst us. And it, he was not, he, she, they were not a mystery. And they started an OnlyFans for their feet. Would you join? No. And here's my reason. <clears throat> we would be personal friends. So I would have easy access to those toes. Okay. Yeah. I don't need to pay. <laughs> Good to know. I'll just look down at their sandals when we go to brunch every Saturday. When you go to bed <laughs> every night. <laughs> yeah. When I put their warm socks on out of the dryer and sleep well, my love. <laughs> nice little head tickle every night. <sighs> Give you the scratchies. <laughs> Rub some like cypress scented essential yeah. oil, not lavender. It's like fur tree. Fur. <laughs> uh, smell, smell pie. Like horse shampoo. <laughs> I used to use that. I know. I feel like that was a thing a lot of people did. Yeah. Mane to tail. Yeah. Mane and tail. That. Something like that. Yeah. Apparently, it was supposed to help us. I don't think it did anything. But, uh, yes, there are Bigfoots in the woods. And people have heard and captured sounds of the Bigfoots in the woods, too. So, apparently, it's like these wailing, howling screams that don't belong to any creature that we know of. But we know of Bigfoot, so I guess it belongs Mm -hmm. to Bigfoot. Now, I'm just looking out in the woods, hoping that while you're talking. I know. I will see a Bigfoot. I've been hoping that this whole time. I've been scanning the tree line. Every time there's like a sway of a you know. tree or a branch, I'm like, oh, what moved that? All right. I'll keep a, I'll be on watch. Great. Thank okay. you. Mm-hmm. Joe Hauser, the owner who bought the property most recently and bought it with the intention to study the electromagnetic anomaly on the property, is a big believer in Bigfoot and has now encountered Bigfoot plenty of times on the property. So cool. He and others say that Bigfoot Seemingly appears out of nowhere. 
Because it's a vortex. Because it's a vortex. It's, it's a portal. portal. And Bigfoot is an interdimensional being, right? Yeah. Like that's a theory that now I'm like believing more and more and more. The more stories I hear about Bigfoot. Yeah. It's just like, especially too, like the fact that this thing just pops out of nowhere. There's not that much space. I mean, I know there's a national park, but like think about how many cameras are around and people and tourists mm-hmm. and whatnot. And for these things to just like blip in and out of existence. Yeah. And have such a concentrated area right next to the vortexes where they're seen. Seems like one plus one equals two. Yeah. Joe says that at night, the Bigfoot will sometimes knock on his house. I don't know if they're knocking on the front door or just like all around his house. I was picturing kind of like all around. Like, I love, I love, it's like my neighbor. It's the neighbor. They're like, Joe! Joe, something's happening in the woods. We need to get you. Or Joe, do you have a cup of tea for me? <laughs> Joe, I need my... No, never mind. What? I was going to say my toenails clipped. And I was like, why do I have to say that? Come I on, love man. when you... I... Okay. I admire you so much because you say what comes to mind so quickly. But then sometimes I, just, I try to stop myself because I'm like, we don't need to go down no, but this but I path. love it. Thank you. I appreciate it. you. This is due to some of the space. negative reviews we get. Others do not. Whereas I just like I'm a parrot. I hear what you say, and it's really funny, and I say it again. <laughs> I know that's half of the episodes that I do. I've started to ask for some of them to be cut out because you'll say something, even if you're like the donut, I'm like the donut. The donut. <laughs> just repeat, repeat, repeat. Okay, so Joe says Bigfoot come. Mm-hmm. They knock on his house at night, and they also seem to be either he's like not really sure if they're pranking him or if they're unhappy sometimes with the way that he does things <laughs> or if they're just generally like Hello. making themselves known because mm-hmm. he says. Whenever he rakes the walkways and tries to clear the path for people who are walking down these nature trails and on his property, he often finds signs of Bigfoot activity along the path. So I don't know what that means, if they're just like putting all the leaves and debris back in the uh, path or if they're leaving little love notes in the sand, Joe Hart Bigfoot. I have no idea. Or they like that there's a trail for them to walk. Maybe yeah. it's better on their toes. Oh, true, true. They are barefoot. Yeah, they're just, they had already sawed off their calluses. And so now their feet are are sensitive. What if they want shoes? Should we leave shoes for Bigfoot oh, in the Montana board? And then in one million years, Bigfoot actually develops into just human beings. And Bigfoot was an ancestor. Although Bigfoot, I feel like if anything would be a future us because it's clearly able to navigate portals and other yeah, dimensions. Yeah, that's true. Maybe we get super hairy. Maybe half of us break off and become aliens and the other half of us break off and become Bigfoot. You would for sure become Bigfoot and I would become aliens. We could choose our own adventure. And then we could be enemies made (laughs) turned lovers. (laughs) The enemies to lovers arc. It's about us. You have to, in order to hear what we're talking about, (laughs) it's on our Patreon. Uh, It was a live stream for April. You can go check that out. You can go watch back. Yeah. Joe has taken to making them snacks leaving them some sweet little treats. So Joe outside. and I are on the same page. Mm-hmm. Uh, they seem to really enjoy peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Who doesn't? He also has started to put double-sided tape around the bowl. And so they're leaving behind sometimes, like from picking up the bowl, some hair, which sometimes has some follicles, skin follicles on them. Saliva? probably saliva Mm. anyway this is joe collecting dna and he's taken this dna these dna samples and he's actually sent them off to a project that's working on 
analyzing DNA samples from what is unknown. Can we talk to Joe? I freaking want to. Okay. Let's do it. I think they, I think he's like actively working at this place too. Like not just a silent owner that just is, I think he's like there. He's researching, he's experiencing the vortex all the time. You know what I love to think is that Joe thinks Bigfoot's knocking on his door, but it's actually our astral bodies from a different time knocking on his door because we want answers. Help us. Help us. Give us the answers. Bigfoot. I talk so much about the love of Bigfoot and I feel like I talk about it in a way that's like kind of a joke and it's like, oh, Corinne loves Bigfoot. But it's also not a joke. It is so serious. Like if, if I really want to join. Flustered. I I know. I really want to join a Bigfoot hunting group. Like for real. Let's do it. Some people want to try pottery in their downtime. Some people want to. You do want to do that too though. Yes, but more than that, I want to. <laughs> well, I'm going to make pottery to create bowls to put peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in to bring. Maybe they, maybe that's why you like (laughs) peanut covered M&Ms so much. Mm -hmm. You and Bigfoot just munching Mm -hmm. on some peanut M&Ms. Okay. But also I don't know if they would like peanut M&Ms, which is so weird because, so they love peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, Mm -hmm. but they don't like Skittles or M&Ms. Oh. So I don't think they're a big fan of chocolate or sour. Hmm. Okay. And the reason being is Joe has left those in the bowl. He leaves various, Snackies. Human food, little yeah. snackies in the bowl. And sometimes they like them, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And sometimes they spit them back out of their mouth and leave a slobbery version of it back on the bottom of the bowl. Orbs, strange lights, ghostly apparitions, weird noises, and other paranormal phenomena has been documented and seen on this property. And I couldn't find I couldn't find this anywhere except for uh, one place on the internet. So I have no idea if this is an actual story or if okay. it was fictional inspired by this place or, okay. or what, but apparently there was a woman who had a glitch in the matrix, a wrinkle in time and okay. saw a scene from the 1900s unfold in front of her. And that's the only piece of information that I was able to find. I don't know anything else. From the 1900s. Mm-hmm. It feels very outlander, doesn't it? Yes. Yes. That's so cool. Joe encourages people to bring cameras, EMF recorders, crystals, dowsing rods, anything ghost hunting related Which or anything could explain. Also getting into, we won't. we're super down. We have our EMF recorder yeah. that we brought to our live shows and there's other stuff that we want to buy, but ghost yeah. hunting is an expensive, it's an expensive hobby. hobby. It is. So we have some, we have some desires. If anyone wants to donate anything to us, <laughs> we would accept it. We would. So Joe is clearly like, he's not trying to keep this for himself. He's like, let's freaking find out what is going on here. So he wants everyone to to do everything. And I was thinking about it and I was like, given just how much is happening and how many UFOs they see in the sky Mm -hmm. and stuff in this area, I was like, they should totally do a CE5 event, which I'll go a CE5 event for anyone that doesn't know close encounter of the fifth kind. And that is where you make basically like telepathic communication with aliens. And so people enter a meditative sort of state and try to summon the aliens and have communication. And oftentimes when there's a CE5 event, in turn, there's other close encounters of varying degrees, second, third, whatever, Mm -hmm. because they'll see different spacecrafts. You'll see UFOs, lights in the sky, and sometimes physical beings appear Mm -hmm. around them. So I was like, oh, they should totally do a CE5 event. And I don't think they do a CE5 event, but they do another event which is called a UFO spotting night. Oh. So Joe and his wife, Tammy, they host 
these nights. I don't know how often, at least once a year. We got to go. Yes. And basically the intention is to look up at the sky and, and see what UFOs come. And they have these high powered binoculars that they use to look up at the sky. I think the way that the articles were written, it sounds like Tammy's more of the binocular mm-hmm. gal and I would be too if I had access to that. So it's the perfect place to do this because UFOs have been spotted numerous times above the property, making it quite literally an alien hotspot. Oh my gosh. And there's a photo taken by Joe and I'm going to show you. Okay. The photo was taken on April 2013 at 12.45 p.m. The sun is far off in the distance. So mm-hmm. the light that you'll see in this photo is not the sun. Okay. So the sun was way to the right of the Columbia mountain. And as soon as he took this picture of what he saw as a giant ball of light that was like taking up the whole sky, it collapsed into a small orb and flew off east and quickly disappeared. Which reminds me so much of all the times that people are like, there's two suns or there's two moons and they see multiple and one, it's not like a double reflection sort of thing where there's one moon and then there's one moon. It's like there's one moon and then there's totally different one moon. Yeah. And so this was like a double some sort of thing. And so here's the photo. I was going to say, I was trying not to look, but. And the thing oh. is, is Wait, so many other people, sun? probably where my cursor is, like way off in the distance. That the is... sun isn't in the photo because it wasn't even nearby where this light was. That is spooky. And even if this was the sun, it's that's massive. not the sun. It's way too big. Yeah. It's 12 times the size of the sun. It takes up the whole entire mountain. Jeez. But a lot of other people see similar things, similar balls of light. In this That's area. A big old ball of light. Mm-hmm. So that is the Montana vortex that we all should add to our <sighs> haunted road trip list. I want to know if there are cabins and farmettes like this nearby. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. our next stay. Oh my God. Yes. Should we book it before we leave here? <laughs> yeah, I'm down. We're coming to Montana. If we do a tour. We need to make sure we stop in Montana. Or somewhere around there. Or somewhere where you, we have to drive through we Montana. To, yeah. Because you and I both have said, I know a lot of people, when they go on tour, they fly. And driving is obviously longer. Yeah. But but it would be so fun. Because if we can make it work, we could see all these cool We spots should get like a way. cool little camper. Mm-hmm. And that way we don't have to pay for hotels. That's true. We can travel on the Jeep. Yes. Just sleep. Yes. In there. Just wear perfume as our showers. They have showers in those. They do? And if you do like an RV. Oh, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got some plans to make. We'll have an extra bed for Bigfoot. <clears throat> Sorry. I'm like really losing my voice. Oh, I thought you were clearing your throat because you were going to say, actually, we'll have an extra bed for you, Sabrina. Bigfoot, <laughs> Bigfoot saying in my bed. <laughs> no. I have a clump of phlegm. Or is it a hairball? <laughs> <laughs> I am Bigfoot. Bigfoot is, is me. me. Oh, Bigfoot is me. Bigfoot is we. Bigfoot. No. We do want a furry wiener. <laughs> a dox hound. A dachshund. What do you have to Oh, tell I have us? a story. I just was uh, enjoying the... Uh, Are you trying to stare at me long enough to see my aura? I'll do... I'll practice it in the car later. Okay. When you're driving, I'm just For one hour straight. <laughs> your aura changes colors because you're so uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. What if you watched it change to black? How scary would that be? I wouldn't tell you. That seems like it would be, you're going to die. But also, haven't we read stories where people are like, actually, the lack of an aura entirely is an indication. Like, when people can truly see auras and someone just doesn't have one, it's like, oh. 
because their astral body is already leaving. Their soul is leaving their Mm -hmm. body. Okay. I have a story from our listener, Julie. Great. And this was sent in 2018. Ooh. I love reading. Mm -hmm. I mean, we always read stuff from all over, but I love because it's so close to when we started the podcast. This is like OG listener. And then it's also concerning because it's like, do they still listen? Maybe not. We'll find out. We'll email them and say yeah. we read it and then the, we'll suck them back into Or they like never respond triangle. so we'll never know. Okay. Yeah. It's called, I was six when something attempted to possess me. Hey ladies, kitty cat and fruit fly. Can I just start by saying how much I freaking love you girls and I did not know how much I needed this podcast in my life. <laughs> also, I binged the shit out of it. All 78 episodes in less than three weeks. It would have been a shorter time, but my job kept interrupting me. How rude. Also, <laughs> so rude. Encounters 19 regarding your dog eating your neighbor's corn on the cob. I laughed so hard and so loud that I needed to share it with my office and they loved it too. Do you remember that story? No. My dog, when we were moving into our house, disappeared and we were like so confused. And then he ran back and we we're like, we don't know where he went. And we were eating dinner and all of a sudden he starts like gagging and he threw up an entire. Oh, entire like corn on the cob cob. <laughs> and we were like, where the hell did you get this from? Like, we didn't have corn. We're like, what happened? And then a couple months later, there was like a neighborhood barbecue. And our neighbor was telling the story about how he was grilling one day and he had like a whole plate of corn up on the counter and he came back and a bunch of corn was missing. <laughs> and he had no idea where it went. And my family goes, we know what happened to the corn. Oh my God. And you know, the dog, your dog was so, like knew what it was doing was wrong. Yeah. Especially how hastily the dog ate it. Like to eat the whole thing. Like it knew it didn't have time. Yes. And like, if let's it was going to get it, it got, it had to have it then. This was a Bernie's mountain dog. So it's not like a small little dog who oh. slipped in and out. It was a massive dog, dog who ran into the house. And I mean, Props to him. Wow. Bear. Oh, Mrs. Okay. Here is my story. For the first 12-ish years of my life, I grew up in another country. And when I had just turned six years old, me, my mom, and sister visited my aunt who had just had her first child. She lived in a small one-bedroom apartment, so we were all in one room while the shabacle went down. I like that word. I know. I was just thinking that. Shabacle. I've never seen it spelled. Shabacles. Tobacco. Okay. My sister and I were playing in the corner of her room while my aunt and my mom talked and gushed over the new baby. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I felt this magnetizing force pull me towards the upper corner of the room. At first, it felt like it was trying to enter me, but then immediately I knew it wanted to harm me and my sister. It did not have a face or features. I mostly felt it and saw a vortex like energy. I started to cry and scream, mom, don't let it hurt me while running to my mom's arm. While in her arms, I screamed, don't hurt me, don't hurt me, don't hurt me. And cowardly saying, mom, don't let it hurt me and crying hysterical. Oh, I can imagine the fear. And it's not cowardly. She's six years old. Yeah. And even like uh, anyone would react that way, don't you think? Yeah. That's just human nature. I'm... I'm almost 30 years old. And when things happen, my mom's not even around. And I'm like, mom, help me. I mean, we made a bunch of people on our Patreon live babysit us and follow us around our Airbnb. True. 
My aunt, being a pediatric nurse, thought I was running a high fever and hallucinating, so she ran to run me a bath and grabbed a thermometer, the older kind with mercury in it. Well, she placed it under my arm, and it exploded. What? I didn't get hurt, and I still felt this force sucking me towards it. And after a while, I felt like it was stronger than me, and I could no longer cry or speak. It was clear it was not going to give up. Oh. My mom was freaked out because she said I was burning up and my face was turning pale. So they decided to take me to the hospital. And the second I was out of the apartment, I felt so much calmer and was just fine. Like a massive weight was lifted off of me. I never told them what I was feeling that night and never told anyone about this because I thought I was really sick. But I never forgot what it felt like and what this energy vortex made the room look like. To give you a better idea, it made the room look like the light tunnel filter on a Mac with on a Mac photo booth. Hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Needless to say, when I got my first Mac computer, all my suppressed memory came back. I had only returned a few more times to my aunt's apartment. My grandma passed away on September 14th on her youngest son's wedding day and nine days before my birthday. We all took it very hard, me the hardest, and I still can't talk about her to this day. And I'm about to be 30. Hmm. Tears. Anyway, she passed after I turned eight and I would not speak to anyone until I went back to my aunt's apartment. She had told me many times that I would have a full conversation with my grandmother while at her apartment. Oh, unfortunately, I do not remember them. I wish I did. Me, my mom and sibling moved to the U.S. in 2000 and I've never returned to her apartment even when I go to visit because not today, Satan. (laughs) Thanks for reading my story. I hope it didn't scare you as much as it still scares the bejesus out of me. I love you girls. I finally feel like I have found a place where I can relate and share my experience without being made to feel like I've lost a few marbles. I found you ladies on Instagram, but is there a way to become a part of the book club without having Facebook? Thank you, Julie. Yes, Julie, there is. I will send you the Goodreads link. And hopefully you still listen. Yes. Oh my gosh. The I can't get over the thermometer just exploding. fully exploding. Because... A thermometer, it's not even like it just like, oh, it goes up to 105 degrees. Like that thing has to be so, I, I don't even know what it has to go through for the like the actual mercury to bust out of the glass. And I do think that was a thing if I'm, I don't know. I don't remember, but like mercury is really bad. But um, oh, yeah, mercury yeah, poisoning. Yeah. But 1000%. I feel like something like, extreme has to happen to create it create the explosion right exactly and two it's not like she was moving in an aggressive way at all like she was a small child and this was just like her mom was probably very gently putting it under her armpit putting it under her armpit exactly oh that freaks me out it's like what the hell was trying to get in her what was trying to be absorbed right this energy and this energy was like clearly surrounding her yeah Good thing grandma was around. Her aunt. Oh, her aunt. Her aunt <laughs> spirit. And then her grandma, I think her grandma's spirit must have been at her aunt's place. Yeah, I'm confused. The aunt. The aunt was dead? No, grandma, the grandma's spirit. Oh, that's what I meant. Like, good thing grandma's spirit was around. But I think it was after. Oh. Yeah. Well, good thing you didn't get possessed. <laughs> I don't know who to thank I know. for that. I'm curious. We'll follow up with Julie and hopefully she still listens. But I'm curious if the conversations with grandma 
mm. were at the aunt or or what? Yeah. I would like some clarification there. Ooh. I also want to know if that's happened to anyone else. Like the explosion. The thing. The what? The vortex thing or the explosion? The explosion oh. part. I that's the part that's like really <laughs> getting me. We should do some me. research because I wonder if that's a thing. Yeah. Either Science way. Poltergeist activity. This is spooky. And I'm glad Julie's okay. Mm-hmm. But let's Me go too. to Montana. I'm down. Montana's vortex, we're coming for you. Also, if you have paranormal investigative stuff that you no longer need or are just dying to give to us, we do have a P.O. box. Yes, we do. Or if you want to send us, I don't know, some candles or <laughs> cards. If you want to send us your wedding invitations, we like to look at them. We do like to look at them. Yes. Don't send us any teeth. No, we've heard horror stories from other people, but we're, I think what's special about this group is we've, we've clearly, you guys know we're scared. <laughs> and so you really respect us and when you, you send us things. Yeah. It's all like protective and kind and nice. Handles. And we don't so, get anything scary yeah, in the mail, which is good. Nice. We like that. But our PO box, it's on our Instagram and our mm-hmm. website. So if you want to look for it. Yes. I think I know the address. Is it 25 New Chardon, Chardon Street, P.O. Box number 5619, mm-hmm. Boston, Massachusetts, 02114? Yes. Wow. Great job. Thank you. Yes, it is. I, I mean, people are going to be like, well, duh, you should know your P.O. Box. You should box. know. But she doesn't ever go to it. Yeah, like, she, it's not, you live in LA. I do. You don't need to pay attention to it because I just go, I grab things, I divvy it up, and I, I ship you a box every so often. Yeah. So, um, if you have ghost stories too, if you've been to the Montana's vortex, if you've seen a vortex, or if anything's happened to you in life, if, if you've lived life, do you have a life? <laughs> let us know. Email us, Call us at one eight hundred life life live life live life live laugh love. <laughs> uh, email us at two girls one ghost podcast at gmail dot com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah, do that for every podcast for that you listen to. It really does help. We have social media. You can follow us on social media. We got some really awesome things happening to our Patreon. Join Campfire Stories. We revamped it so many times and just keep adding more things to it. So we're hoping to make it worth your while. And we do Campfire Stories uh, every every single Tuesday live. And they're also available for replay. So you can watch back and binge all the previous Campfire Stories on there as well. Yep. We have Patreon live streams for only phantoms and above uh, every month. Mm-hmm. We do, and when we do live shows, we will also be posting audio and video for certain tiers on there as well. Yep. Um, unfortunately, Portland again just didn't record, so we were very haunted there. But hopefully, fingers crossed for New Jersey. Will. <laughs> uh, we love you all. Thank you so much to Christina for editing our show, and thank you for all of you joining us. And thank you to Sandra and her wife for having us. The, the farmhead. Well, we should put the link in here. Yes. The Format Sanctuary. We will. Yeah, we will. And we will. See you on the other side. I didn't know where to look. Very spooky.